When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's a good day, Slee. It is a good day. We got uh, a little announcement going on that we're going to have an award show coming up on February 6th. Chris was in here just a couple of minutes ago yeah. asking for some names for it. People are stepping up. Okay, so here's the idea. Here's the concept. If you're just tuning in right now, award show February 6th, very, very obviously station involved, but we want to yep. get as much listener involved as possible. So if you got some suggestions on names... Hit us back on Twitter at Alansu at Travis Rogers or at ESPN Los Angeles, and uh, you know they'll be in the rotation there. Uh, this one comes from Randy Frenchman, okay. who says the ESP Sleaze, which I I vote for. I'm, no one will I'm, go. I'm all over that. No one will go. Um, let's see. If it were up to Trav, he'd call it the Goff Awards. That's from Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. That's not bad. I don't think that's going to happen. Mots has the Seven Tennies, Seven Tennies. It's a little cute, but not terrible. Yeah, I don't think that one's going to win. Uh, let's see. First annual ESPN Radio Super Mega Award Show. That from Gumby Acosta. It's a kind of a mouthful. The Sweet Tea Awards from Ray bad. Hernandez. No, that's, can't that's be clean just about right us. There. It's nationwide. Right? Yeah. It's about all of the shows. So mm-hmm. it can't just be the ESP sleaze. It can't be the what Sweet Tea What if it's the Sweet Tea ESPN LA Awards? That way you included ESPN LA. You just happen to be kind of the, okay the head that. honcho there. The head, I'm okay with that. Front of the line. How about this one? Uh, this is from You Love My Culture. It says, first annual ESPN Los Angeles listeners ball. Feels a little linear. Needs to be longer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Slee Awards. Kind of like that. Yeah, That's from Starfish happening. and Coffee. Uh, yeah, we got some we got some good things going on here. So if you got a suggestion, go ahead and call us. Uh, we'll get to as many of those as we can. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It's a busy day, Al. Dodgers at two. Yeah. Lakers tonight with their season opener against the Warriors. And like we talked about a minute ago, I haven't really paid a whole bunch of attention to the Laker preseason because there are other things going on other than basketball games that don't count in the standings. Yeah. But – I'm incredibly excited tonight because it does feel like a championships caliber roster. It does feel like all of the things that you need. You need experience. You need really good players. You need a couple of things to go your way. It feels like the Lakers have got most of those boxes checked. But what has we we know what would go wrong, right? Injuries. They're old. They don't shoot the ball particularly well. Like you, okay, those are the things that could go wrong. What needs to go right for this group? to win an NBA championship. So I think one of the things I'm most bullish on is the mere fact that a lot of these guys, I feel like they got something to prove, right? When I, when I say they have something to prove, not that it has anything to do with last season, not that it has anything to do with the past. It's Russell Westbrook's never won an NBA championship. The guy would love to have one of those under his you know, under his belt. I, I think the, the mere fact, use Carmelo Anthony as another example, use the fact that Anthony Davis is coming off a season where now he's ranked ninth in the ESPN power rankings of important players in the league. He's all the way down to ninth. The year prior, he was number two. LeBron's trying to continue his legacy. I say all this because typically when you have a team that's competing for a championship, is everyone on the same page? Mm-hmm. I feel like all these guys... The thing that is most important this year is let's get a championship when it's all said and done. So when you say what has to go right, 
one of the most important things is they're on the same page of that's the number one priority over anything else. Okay, what else has to go right? I, I, I look at Anthony Davis, and I know there's going to be a lot of chatter around him, and I know the conversation is going to continue to be Anthony Davis has, has to have an MVP type of season, so forth and so forth. I think the Russell Westbrook piece, how does he fit with everybody? This, look, this is a question you've brought up, and whether it's a popular opinion or an unpopular opinion, I would say it's more unpopular. It's a fair one. When you say, is Russell Westbrook going to fit with LeBron and Anthony Davis? And, you know, you got two guys that need the ball in their hand. How could they be most effective? Kind of go down further down that list. It's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people don't want to hear it, but we haven't seen it yet. We haven't watched it. We we can't say we're 40 games into the season and we know this thing works. Right. And we also can't say it because we're not 40 games into the season that these guys don't just jive well together. So... Um, there's those are the few things that I think are going to be most important for the Lakers winning. But I'll say this foundationally, you know, you don't have Dennis Schroeder paying, playing for a contract. Mm-hmm. You don't have the Montrez Harrells playing for a contract. You don't have, you know, guys that maybe are on this team that they're young enough and they haven't made the money that some of these other players have where maybe winning is not the the top, top priority. I think these guys, it's all their top priority. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I agree that... Th- Everybody being on the same page is incredibly important, and I think they are. Now, what they all think of how to get to that goal is the Could question. Be different. That, sure. That, sure. That's the part that I still have uh, some reservations on. Health is the easy answer, right? That they need to be healthy to win an NBA championship because if LeBron or AD go down, then we're right back where we were last year. That it's just not you're, – you're a man short, right? Or maybe two men short. That's all obvious. I think the other part that – for me, needs to go a certain way. If they're going to win a championship, I'm not talking about winning a bunch of games. I'm not talking about making a run. I'm talking about winning a championship and having the stuff line up the way you need to. Anthony Davis needs to be Anthony Davis almost every night. We, we, need, we need to virtually eliminate all of those, that was weird, right? Because we have the that was weird right night way too often. Anthony Davis, there, there's, there's like categories of stars in this league, right? There are the guys that are made men. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. These guys are made guys. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left for them to prove. They've done all the things there. They've made all-star teams, MVPs, all, all that, championships. And then there are the, the category guys that are really good players, but you know, you're not you're not over here yet. James Harden, Anthony Davis, these sorts uh, Luka Doncic, who's a, a phenomenal player, but you're not not quite yet. You're not quite in in this club. I need Anthony Davis to be over there. <laughs> Luke is already going over there. He, no, he's headed there, but not quite yet. He just hasn't been right. here long enough. You're right, but that's the crazy part. Is yeah. He's already like, yeah, you're basically the, in the middle of those. They're processing his paperwork. <laughs> they're, they, they haven't initiated him fully, but his, his application has been yeah. submitted. And it says, it's, give it's us three good. to six months. Permit should be approved by then. <laughs> it's looking good. Anthony Davis needs to be the guy. Yeah, that we don't talk about. Yeah, but he's not going to have one of those again. It happens too often. You know what I would love to hear for the 2021-2022 season? Don't worry, I'll be better next time. I'd like to not hear that one time all season long. Well, you guys know I don't have two bad games like that in a row. Yeah, no, almost never. My question is, why do we have one every 10 days? That's the part I don't get. That's the part that I would like to see down the road where we can stop talking about, you know, there's a little bit more. There's nobody that's asking for more from Steph. Nobody's asking for more from Giannis. No one's asking more from KD or LeBron. AD, we're still asking that's, for a little more. Hey, I, I actually, I, I like the way you put it. And, you know, I, I've kind of said this about coming in the, the last two seasons. I've made the case. I've been 0 for 2 on this. I'm probably going to go 0 for 3. 
I made the case when Anthony Davis first got here, hey, you don't need LeBron to be the MVP of the league. We don't need to have the conversation of LeBron for MVP. That's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was supposed to play that role. So I've always kind of kept that in mind, Trav. I've always kind of had it in my mind that Anthony Davis is going to start taking over this team. Hasn't happened two years in a row. No. And I'm not telling you they win a championship without AD. Of course not. Of course they don't win something. a championship. Let me, and, and I'm, I'm going to give Anthony Davis the benefit of the doubt right here with this question. Mm-hmm. Is that even possible with LeBron James on the roster? I understand he can be the best player on a given night. I understand that he can be the guy that when you need a bucket, it goes to him. I, I get all I'm talking about... Is the equivalent, this, can James Harden win an MVP if KD is on your team? Right. It, it's one of these things that no matter... The, he's the best player. For instance... For instance, I think this is actually a pretty good one. Walker Bueller has been the best pitcher on this team for a few years now. But Clayton Kershaw's still the guy. Clayton Kershaw's still the man. Clayton Kershaw's not the best pitcher on this team. Hasn't been for a couple of years. It's been Walker Bueller. But it goes through Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw's the guy that sets the tone, the tenor, all of these things. And can AD be the guy if LeBron is still in the in the room? Here's the problem. Kershaw, LeBron is not... You know, the the LeBron-Kershaw comp is not the same comp. So, LeBron, we're having a conversation about LBJ. Do you remember this, Trav? This is in March last season. Lakers are, I don't know how many games away from the season ending. Maybe 25, 30 games away from the season. Maybe 20, something like that. LeBron's in the conversation with Jokic and Joel Embiid for MVP. That's the problem. The problem is, you know, you didn't have Kershaw this year where all year long you're saying, you know, that's the Cy Young Award winner. Mm-hmm. That's still LeBron. You know, so I, I think to answer your question, can Anthony Davis get the proper recognition when LeBron is on your team? I think he can. But I think if he's going to, numbers are going to have to be, you know. Otherworldly. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to be. The dude's averaging 30 and 12. But aren't they kind of otherworldly already? 30, 12. Go look at last season. Last season was. You know, it's one of the worst seasons we've seen him Throw that one in the garbage. It's just such a weird set of circumstances that led that thing to be the way that it was. The way he performed in that playoff run or even in that finals run against the Miami Heat, he's going to have to have those numbers sustained over 82 games to be making a legitimate case for MVP. All right, so we asked for naming rights for this award uh, show. Well, we don't have it yet, but we're still taking entries. Let's go to Santa Clarita this time. And Brandon, Brandon, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Brandon? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, we uh, uh, word has said, a word uh, has you have a award name. I do. I just want to let you guys know I'm a huge fan, so you guys will be getting all my votes for just about every category. This Thank is you, more man. geared towards Travis. I think the name should be called the Bogey. Prefer like the golf bogey, or is there something else I'm missing? Did we lose? I think Brandon awesome. fell into awesome, a black Brandon. hole somewhere. Brandon. But uh, I, um, I don't know. I, look. Make sure Brandon's okay. Al, I think yeah. I think I think I've made it very clear that I'm about me first. Sure, <laughs> and I'm comfortable in my own meanness. Mm-hmm. That being said, it needs to be about the station. I, Brandon, I appreciate you trying to make this uh, a name that is Travis and Sliwa specific, or even just Travis specific. But this needs to embrace the entire seven ten ten. Mushbuka. Mishbuka. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think you did. I did. I did. I it felt, did. felt pretty good. People are still pretty fired up about Dave Roberts, by the way. They still want to talk about him. Let's try one more real quick. San Diego and Mo. Mo, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Okay, hear me? Yes, yes Mo. Sir. Okay. So, what I was my, – my, my feedback is, is, is real simple. And, I, and remember, I'm a Braves fan, okay? So, my perspective is – 
number one, you have to take into account that the Braves have a pretty potent lineup. And so some of these changes that have been made, you know, have been in an in, in, in effort to to kind of kind of squelch that. You know, we got Duvall hitting in the sixth spot, and he's got almost 40 home runs and 100 and some RBI. Freddie Freeman hasn't even hit yet. So there's some, there's some dangerous spots that they're, that they're looking at. But the reason that this happened as far as these changes to me is because you got away with it in game five against the Giants. You, you, you pull this, this, this quick one against the Giants where you started some bullpen guys and then rolled Urias in later on, yeah. and you got away with it because Crawford hit one to the wall and didn't get it over the wall, and then Buster Posey just barely, barely missed one. Yep. And so you got to the end of the game, and you were in a spot where you needed to be for those high-leverage situations, and you're like, ah, we got something. But the Braves didn't. The Braves have hit early in the game. They put up some runs early in the game. So it's a different scenario, and you don't have those. Now you're bringing those guys in in those high-leverage situations, and the Braves are at home, and they got power, They got a, a, power, a strong lineup. Yeah, Mo, I want to jump in on you real quick, Mo, because you bring up a lot of really good points that I want to get into. In fact, there, there are so many good points in that, Al. I want to talk about this. The whole, you got away with it, and now you think you're a genius idea. We'll do that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ooh, good entry on the awards one. You ready? This is from Corey from Tarzana. You mix sweet tea with slee and you get the sweet slees. I would be honored to accept a sweet slee award. Not bad. Again, it's specific to us. I don't know if I wonder, Mason okay, and Ireland so, and Sonano and Cap would love that. So as far as awards go, sweet you got to get not just Ooh. the best listener call, who tweets the best? Yeah. Who has the best tweet? Because yes. there's a lot of people that they have zero communication with us on the air. A lot of theirs is coming from Twitter. There's a, I think we come up with some good awards here. We could have the best uh, football picker award, speaking of. Funny that I brought that up. Um, guess who went back-to-back in the football picks the last couple of weeks? This guy. That would be me. I had five points last week. Yep. Uh, John De Fullerton, who was the guest picker, he I had four. Have, he had four. He just missed. What did I – count it again. Me, I want you to count up. it again. You got zero in your four. You got yep. zero in your three. You got Taylor, zero do you have a calculator there? two and the last one. Also a zero in zero. the one. So, so you went over you take four. That- <laughs> Whoops. I got demolished. You want the and good if you news? Told me, wait, wait, wait. If you told me to go back and pick them again, I don't <laughs> think I would have changed. Actually, the one I would have changed is the obvious one. Raiders? No, the Rams. Uh, why did I think the nine and a half all of a sudden was going to switch when you and I Because nine and a half played? is a ton of points. That's why. 
Yeah, but it's still a they're, awful. I pick. believe I looked at it this morning. I believe they are sixteen point favorites this week against the Lions. By the way, if they were sixteen point favorites against the Giants, <laughs> they would have covered, covered yeah. no problem. Here's the good news: yeah. you are still tied for the overall lead because you had that one week where you went. Just, yeah. You had nine, I think it was, or was it a perfect it was seven. ten? I think it was seven. seven. You have twenty two. I have twenty two. The guests are right there too with twenty. I put up a zero. zero. You still got the lead. That's how good we are at this. By the way, this is kind of funny because you start doing things like this is the most random thing. You start playing some of these NFL pickums games. All of a sudden, I'm watching spreads. All of a sudden, I'm watching games stressed as hell on yeah. a Sunday at 12.58 because that game's about to end and the new game's about to so what are you Well, doing you need now? more anxiety in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you need more things to be worried about. All right, so let's go back to what Mo was talking about a minute ago. And he, he, he said something that I think is a really astute observation. The Dodgers did something in Game 5 that I think caught everybody by surprise, which is, you know, we're going to put Julio in the middle of the game. We were in the middle. We were on air, yep. and that was our show for two hours. Yep. Yep. We're going to put him in the middle of the game. We're going to open with Knable. We didn't know Gratterall would go no, second, that was but he another did. curveball. And so, it, and it worked. They won the game. Now, whether they won the game because of that, it's impossible to unpack it. But he said something that was really interesting to me, Al. They got away with it. And now it's like, oh, watch this. We've we've rediscovered how to do baseball. We now have a new formula that's going to revolutionize everything because while it made sense in an elimination game, in a best-of-seven series, to do what they've done through the first couple of games seemed, you know, I'll use the phrase we used at the time, just a little too cute, just a little too look at how smart I am, a little too I'm going to out-trick, not only do I have better players, not only do I spend more money, not only do I have better scouts, not only do this, that, and the other, I'm also so much smarter than you, watch this. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that is, because I, I'm with you, that I feel like they've got too cute, but I also think they're smart enough to not get caught up in that. You know what I mean, Trav? Like, they're not an organization. We've said this. The, the What makes the Dodgers so lethal, this is not a combination that you should have in sports where you're in a big market, mm -hmm. where you have all the money that you possibly can have, and you're smart. Mm -hmm. Like, the Yankees may go out there and spend a ton of money, or the Mets might go out. Big market teams spend money. That doesn't mean they spend it wisely, the Dodgers act like Tampa Bay, right? With with and how the of the frugal Yankees. they can be, and then have the checkbook of the mm -hmm. Yankees. Do they need to? I, I it doesn't match who they've been all season to act like a franchise that's saying we're going to outsmart you. We're going to be cute. We're going to be. It doesn't sound. It doesn't fall along the theme that they've had all season long. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. I agree with you. And look. At some point, being the smartest guy, and look, I think the Dodgers are the, the best run team. I think that Andrew Friedman does an amazing job, all the things that you said. At some point, the players have to perform. This is another thing that Mo said. You got a guy um, in Austin Riley who is unconscious right now. He's playing his best baseball. Yep. You've got all of these guys. Freddie Freeman's done nothing. nothing. Like, I, we know it's coming. You were scared yesterday, and I he still wasn't am. even at bat. I still am. It's seven when strikeouts up, in a row. Ronald Acuna Jr., their best player, has, has missed the entire yep. season. Yep. But guys like Albies are getting big hits. Riley is getting a big hit. You've got these guys that are showing up. Where so far for the Dodgers, it's been Mookie and Will Smith, and the rest of these guys just haven't done it. We spent a ton of time talking about the pitching. Why did this guy come in here? They're not hitting. Trey Turner's numbers are really alarming. You look at what he's done, it's been awful. He has nine strikeouts so far 
in the postseason. He's not a strikeout guy. Mm-mm. He's not a guy that's just going up Even there hacking. grounded out to a couple double plays. He has as many grounded in the double plays as he does extra base hits. Now, I know he hit a couple balls to the wall that were squared up, that were nice defensive plays and all these things, but 200 is 200. Yeah. Nine strikeouts is nine strikeouts. He's too good of a player. Now, I honestly believe if he gets ahead at some point, and I believe that he will, and I believe it'll happen tonight, Things look will out. Start Just like Freddie sure. Freeman. I guarantee you the Braves are not like, oh, good, Trey Turner's yeah. coming up. He's ice cold. Uh-uh. It's, ah, damn, not this guy. Mm-hmm. Just the way that we feel about Freeman. But at some point, we can talk about this, that, and the other thing. you got to perform. Your players have to play well. Um, I, I know, Dave, and we, we mentioned this a couple different times, kind of justifying uh, some of the moves that he's made. And, oh, by the way, Game 5, the impact Game 5 has had so far in these first two games, we can play that. If we didn't go with Max, we might not be having this conversation right now. So I think that there's certainly a cost, absolutely. I don't think us using Max in Game 5 is a reason we're down 2-0 right now in this series. We planned on a bullpen game, either Game 4 or Game 5, uh, this series. So I don't think that using Julio in Game two, 1 or 2 changed that. I don't see the cost. And again, we had to get to, to a point where we were at to, to win that game to get to this point and sort of figure it out. Things just aren't can't be scripted. You've got to kind of sometimes go off script to what we feel, what I feel is the best chance to win a game, let alone a, a particular series. I, I think that's about 98% right. I think that what he's saying makes perfect sense, that you can't script this thing because stuff happens that means that you have to throw the script away and start managing in the moment. I get that. That's what happened in Game 5. We're going to do this, and then we're going to follow whatever happens there. That's not necessarily what happened in games one and two. Game two, the plan got blown up a little bit because Max Scherzer didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you have to start making some moves that maybe you were planning on making in the sixth inning that you had to make in the fourth inning. I, I, I get these but, things. But just to play off the not scripted, can't we say, well, you didn't have to start Scherzer in game two? Yes. Can't that kind of That's go exactly away right. from the script a little bit? That's exactly can't right. Can't you give him another day or two of rest? And, oh, by the way, maybe he's not giving you four innings. He might give you six with a couple more days rest. You... you went off script with Julio in the eighth inning. You went off script by flip-flopping Trinan and Jansen. That there were some things that were not dictated to you that you decided to do that just made you go, huh? And again, some of them have worked. When he went to Joe Kelly for Max Scherzer in the wild card game, we're like, wait, what? What? Huh? Well, I thought I thought this was where Julio... And it's worked. So yeah. some of this stuff has panned out, but I, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Number one, I think this is a hitting thing, not a pitching thing. The mm-hmm. Dodgers are not down 0-2 because their pitchers have gotten lit up. That's not what's happened. They've gotten they're down 0-2 because they haven't hit. Scored two runs in one game, four in another, and the the two they got to get the four were on a scratch. They're not hitting. That being said, he has an opportunity to do what he just said right there. This idea of well, you know, you can put together a script and then it goes out the window. Well, tonight's script, if Walker Bueller does give you five innings, six hopefully. Then let's see what the script is. Because if it's this weird jumbling of bullpen guys that we typically don't see or in weird spots or Trinan ahead of Jansen or Jansen ahead of Trinan, then all of a sudden his arguments kind of go out the window. Part of the concern, too, is, okay, you lost game two, but the way you lost game two has a lot to do with it. Um, The decisions you made in game two you feel like has a lot to do with it. And then also, does your decision in Game 2 then affect what you do in Game 4 and Game 5? I think that has a lot to do with it. So I think it's you know obviously a combination of, uh, of all that. All right, Factor Cap is coming up next. By the way, real quick, if you're on hold, because we got a lot of people that want to talk Dodgers baseball, at 1140, we'll take some more of your calls. 
a Vin Scully factor cap. I always like talking about Vin Scully. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, so the request is out there, both on social media, and Chris came on our show an hour or so ago and said, we need a name for the 710 ESPN Awards show that we're going to do. First uh, week of February. First week of February, Sunday, February 6th. It kicks off Super Week. And we're going to do a whole party. We're going to do an award show. We've got best host, best show, best producer, best bit, best caller, best all of tweet. these different things, best tweet, all of them, but we need a name. So very quickly, here's another suggestion for the name. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's going on, Matthew? I, I have an idea right here. It's, uh, here we go. Welcome to our first annual ESPN LA Portolino we're all Angelinos and we all love sports, man. So what is the word? What a Lino? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Sport Alino. Sport Sport Alino. Alino. Okay. Okay. Not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. You got to, you know what my favorite part about that with Matthew was, is that he sold it. Like he gave the whole thing. Welcome to the first annual. I I like that. I I started, it was almost like he was selling like a timeshare and all of a sudden, (laughs) like I got up off my chair and was more interested. Sport Alino's. I, you know what? Like, the more I say it, the more that grows on me. You ever want to own a timeshare? I was like, tell me more, Matthew. Do you like this one? This is from Ryan in La Jolla. I'm in favor of the ES sleaze. <laughs> I kind of like that. Nine people would show up. Seven <laughs> of them would be working here. I'd be one of them, and I'd be thrilled to be there <laughs> as the uh, first ever ES sleaze are handed out. Um, some of these are not going to get read on the air, okay. but uh, we'll keep it moving from there. In the meantime, let's do a little factor cap. It is. Actually, it is a cap. It is a cap. One cap. What's going on, Emily? Uh, Not much. Uh, So I was thinking about my recent trip to the airport, and I was thinking about how much money I spent (laughs) at the airport. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, buy a magazine, buy a Coke. Everything adds up. Yep. But my statement is money spent at the airport doesn't really count. Alan, is this factor cap? Um, I think it's cap. Because you can be very strategic at an airport. The problem is the water, right? The problem is, you know, you're already down five, six dollars for just just quenching your thirst a it's little bit. It's a mister. Bit. They just but there's other things you could do. You know, you could take a a backpack. Usually, if I'm going to go traveling, I, I check in whatever I check in, but I have stuff that I'm going to have. Sure. Hey, you could throw some things in there. Throw some snacks in there. Whatever it needs, snacks, some kind of yeah, items. But you can't get your drinks through, you know, unless they're in little travel bottles. No, no, the drinks you're. Yeah, <laughs> You're screwed on the drinks. You want a cup of coffee, nobody's yeah. bringing a cup of coffee. You want a, a glass of water, nobody's going to bring water. But I think there's a way around it. And, and I will say that 
you do kind of feel like at times, okay, you're screwed if you don't prepare for it and you just accept it. So I get her angle, but I think there's some workarounds. I think it's fact. I, I think, look, when you're paying $46 for a Big Mac, you've kind of decided that this is the way that things are going to be. That, that I just that Because if you start counting the money, you're going to have a bad time before you've even gotten to where you're going to. Mm-hmm. There are three places where you just have to say, you know what, I'm not going to think about what it costs because it's not the real world. Vegas, Starbucks. <laughs> And, and sporting events. Mm. Once you go through a gate to go to a game and yeah. you say, you know, I'll take a beer and a dog, and they say that'll be $39, you just got to kind of lean into it okay. and say, that's the way that things are going to be. This is kind of another thing, too. You know, you go on vacation. Oh, yeah. And you say, Vacation's I, totally well, different. Well, here, here's the funny thing. You go on a vacation, all of a sudden you're in a hotel, and it's like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not spending four bucks on that. It's like, you just spent God knows how much to just get here. I'm, You're stopping at the Aquafina that's in the fridge. Just grab the Aquafina. I'm not taking the $6 Toblerone, but I will rent that boat for $400 an hour. Let's do that. Yeah. I love how the hotel. Uh, what, what's the internet? That Toblerone's ridiculous. What's the internet? 10 bucks a day? Forget it. Forget I'm not paying it. for Netflix in a hotel room. Um, I'll take that $37 cheeseburger, please. That's yeah, uh, it's kind of a different deal too. Uh, What's next? But I also hope doesn't count was how much my Uber costed to the airport as well too. Yeah, that was not expensive. funny. The Uber, I feel like okay, it's a good investment. I'm like, this is good. I'm not going to pay for the parking. I'm not going to. My car's not going to be sent. I feel like the Uber part. I feel good about when I walk away. Yeah, it, it's the right thing to do. It's yeah. expensive as can be, but it's the right decision. All right. So if you get an invitation to a wedding, even if you can't attend, you need to send a wedding gift. Travis is in factor cap. That's fact. Look, if they took the time to invite you to the wedding, yeah. and even if you can't make it, you need to send a wedding gift. Now, mm-hmm. you don't have to buy the $200 place setting of China and, and silverware. You can send a little, you know, a mailbox or, or a, some sort of birdhouse or something that's just a piece of junk if you want to go cheap out on it. But yeah, if you get invited to the wedding, you need to give them something. That's the, that's the rule, and it's a fair one. So it is fact because this kind of works both ways. What if... So, Trav, let me just kind of put it this way. Let's mm-hmm. say for your wedding, were there people who didn't send you gifts that you invited? I honestly couldn't even tell you. I, I was going to say, did you reciprocate? What, what would you do in that predicament? If that happens, are you still... I'm probably If somebody still, stiffs me, am I going to stiff them? I'm probably still going to give them a gift because then they're the ones that are going to sit back and be like, I'm an a-hole. So, my wife would never let me do that. Like I, that, I like the, the concept of an eye for an eye when it comes to wedding gifts. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that. But, but This is freaking war. <laughs> but no, I... I Look, we're going to send the gift. Mm-hmm. We're going to always make sure that we send something pretty nice, but uh, I couldn't tell you who gave me a gift. So and who I can't didn't. send a text like, hey, I wish you guys the absolute best, couple nice emojis, and then call it a day. I don't know if I've ever said something nice about this person on the air, but I'm going to say something really nice about Jim Rome for a second. Okay. We were, I was complaining about the wedding gifts were coming. It's, it's, it's napkins and it's towels and it's plates and it's blenders and it's all the wedding stuff. And I was complaining one day. I'm like, why doesn't anybody ever send a TV as a wedding gift? Guess what showed up at the house? Romy sends a TV. A big one. A nice one. It's a good deal. That's a good move. Good, good, good move, move by right Jim there. right there. All right. Vin Scully is the best sports yes, announcer fact, of all fact, time. Yes, fact, 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 Travis is Factor Cap. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's – a friend of mine said this, and I think it's the best compliment that I've ever heard paid to, to Vin Scully. Mm-hmm. He's better at what he did than anybody has ever mm-hmm. been at what they do. So he's not just the best broadcaster – that we've ever had in Los Angeles or anywhere. He's better at calling a game 
than anyone is at doing anything else. Surgeons, painters, all he's just a master at his craft. And he was for 60 years, and no one will ever do it better than he did. So I'm going to go cap because my idol is Chick Hearn, right? So that is growing up, he's, you know, to me is just the that that's you cannot get any higher than Chick Hearn. But that's the basketball piece of this. I didn't grow up listening to Vin Scully. And I'll I'll say this since I've been in LA 11, 12 years now. There's something about listening to Scully call games. Trev, the dude's telling stories left and right. Baseball is the one sport where you have – you got to buy so much time. You know, you just can't sit there. The 2-2 two, two pitch. Yes. There's so much time in between. This dude brought you in. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I forgot about the game. I'm listening to this guy's stories. So the connection you have, I'll, I just, I cannot have the same connection to mm-hmm. it because my connection is with Chick Hearn. But I don't think anyone can argue with everything he, he just t- said. would tell those stories that you're talking about, and they were never in the way of describing the actions. That 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 is what made his special brand of genius so incredible. He would tell you these incredible anecdotes about Jackie Robinson on ice skates. And at the same time, tell you exactly what's, what's happening, happening in, in the, the game, game. <laughs> in a perfectly linear, mm. understandable, beautiful, almost poetic way mm. that to be able to, some people can tell stories. Some people can tell you what's going on right in front of you. No one could do the two of them at the same time the way that he did. No there will there. never be another one of Vince Scully. He's amazing, and I wish that he was still doing it. And Joe Davis and Or Hershiser are fantastic. No one can ever replace Vince Scully. All right, last one, guys. So we've seen the popularity of Squid Game, Game of Thrones, even The Office. These are all hugely popular things that everybody says, like, you have to watch. So, personally, I say, "Mm, probably I don't want to watch. So, when something is super popular, it makes you want to watch it even less. Alan, is this fact or cap? I think most times that would be fact. I watch Squid Game. Is it games or game? Game. Game. Singular. Uh, like I watch I watch Squid Games. <laughs> uh, I got roped in. I got roped in. Okay, what the hell is everybody talking about? Let me give this thing a shot. Let me give this thing a try. You know what I'm doing on Friday and Saturday? Mm. I'm watching every freaking episode. You keep I had to go somewhere. Me. Episode six. You and Berg. Episode seven. I was telling you and Berg. <laughs> I went somewhere on Saturday night. All I did was talk to them about Squid Games. <laughs> Plural. I know what you're doing. I caught myself, like, I never watched Game of Thrones. I was never a Game of Thrones guy. Yeah. I was very late on everything else. Sopranos, I watched during COVID. You'd never seen it prior to COVID? The Wire, I watched during COVID. Really? Um, Maybe it was a little bit before, but it was right around that time. So some of these I started watching afterwards. This one is one of the ones I was like, I got to be in. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, Emily, my personality is kind of what you're talking about, that if you tell me to do something, I'm going to say no just because you told me to do it. Have a cup of coffee. But but when it comes down to like the zeitgeist and wanting to be plugged into what's going on, I want to sample it. I tried Squid Game. And it wasn't for me. I, I I tried the first episode and it was okay. It just it didn't hit me in the way where I had to go to the next one. I watched an episode again. Well, that's a lie. I watched ten, 10 minutes, minutes of a Game of Thrones and I'm like, no, nah, you were hard out. pass. It's accents and 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 Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm out in, in dragons and and magic. Hard pass on that stuff with me. But yes, I will sample it. If somebody says this is awesome, this is what everybody's talking about. Squid Game, 
game is a perfect example. I tried it. just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, we'll see which one is what the next one is and if we're all going to get roped in or not. <laughs> Good work there, Emily. Good there work go. there. All right. got a bunch of calls. Yep, we're going to get to those. How are you feeling about where the Dodgers are? How do you feel about what the Dodgers have done managing their roster and managing their pitching staff in particular through the first two games of this series? We'll get into all of that and what we expect to happen tonight, namely – Walker Bueller, how deep does he need to go, Slee? That's all coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. I think I feel good about what we're going to see today at Dodger Stadium. We got our guy, right, the guy that we've leaned on for yeah. who knows how long, that yeah. game 163 against the Rockies a few years ago, the World Series last year, nationally championed. We've we've gone to the Walker Bueller well a bunch, and we're going to need to do it a bunch today. If you had a game plan of getting off of work around 5 o'clock tonight, Ordering some food, uh-huh. going to Jolene's, getting some wings and Great some beer, idea. Great idea. and then getting ready to watch Dodgers, Braves, and the Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. It's a good day. You're going to have to stop because at 5 o'clock, you'll be probably in the 6th or 7th <laughs> inning. It's a 2 o'clock, <laughs> two o'clock first pitch today. Yeah. You're so you got to plan your stuff a little bit better here. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What, what is giving you more um, anxiety that it is a 2 o'clock first pitch at the Dodger game yeah. or that the Chinese have hypersonic missiles? This is my problem <laughs> with baseball. They do a lot of things I don't understand. You know, we were talking about the postseason and – that the Dodgers, Dodgers and the Giants, even in this situation, that was a big topic for a long time. And mm-hmm. now everything else that piles on, I'm like, okay, well, I guess because it's baseball, we'll just have to kind of figure it out. Uh, definitely the hypersonic uh, missiles are more concerning. <laughs> okay, than- missiles or crossfitting robots? Because <laughs> that seems like a more immediately th- immediate threat to your safety. <laughs> when the crossfitting robots have control of the hypersonic <laughs> missiles. Oh, that's happening. Then we have a problem. That's Skynet. They've made a bunch of movies now about that. Now we have Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Then we have a problem. I can hear it playing in my head right now. Let's try a phone call here. Lawndale and JR. JR, you're on with Travis and Slee, and yes, we can hear you. What's up, JR? Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's good to hear your voices. I also heard your voices comparing when we were talking about what the Dodgers were doing, whether the Dodgers were playing checkers or chess. Mm-hmm. when it came to starting Corey Knable. And I think I've got an alternative solution for you. I think the Dodgers have been playing solitaire this whole time. And unfortunately, they've been outmanaging themselves. Correct me if I'm wrong. Julio Urias was the only 20-game winner only in one. baseball this last season. First one in five years. Still, exactly. And yet still, for some reason, the Dodgers needed to try to get too creative, like you said, too cute, and not only going with Corey Knable, but then bruised our Gratterall with the next inning, tell me why we couldn't have just gone Julio Urias for five or six innings and then gone Knable, Gratterall, Trinan, Kenley, shut the door, the way that baseball has been played for forever. And by the way, the way that the Dodgers have played most of their 106 wins this season, I think what we've seen is the cascading effect of the continual mismanagement of this bullpen. I appreciate what Max Scherzer did in the ninth inning, but I just think the Dodgers have tried to do too much with this incredible talent that JR, they have. appreciate you calling in. Call. And I, I'll tell you this. He's been running for the call of the year on our new award can, show. He can make that case as much as he wants. The game five, you can justify it. Sure. You can justify it, right? And, and he's not wrong what he's saying. Hey, you got this far doing it this way. You really want to change it for game five? That's okay. Let's make that case for game five. Why game two? Yeah, that's, no, that's the question. That's a really good question. Why game two? You treated game two like it was an elimination game, and I don't quite get that. That is, doesn't make any sense. Is there sense something to me. I'm forgetting with the I don't Dodgers think so. bullpen? Well, have, have they been have they been in a predicament or situation over the last month, two months, where you thought, hey, we, we kind of have to panic here? 
because we can't depend on them? I think JR said it. He goes, they've misused the bullpen. I disagree with that. They, they've done some weird stuff with the bullpen in the last couple of games, but the Dodger bullpen has been the best bullpen in baseball all season long, so I don't know if you can say it's been misused. It's been incredibly effective. Keep in mind, they went through the better part of two months with two starting pitchers. So their, their bullpen has been lights out. That's As to why pitch him, why not go Urias at the beginning? Because they were playing matchups. They wanted Urias in the game in the sixth and seventh inning instead of Knable and Gratterall. That's all that was. They basically just said, we're going we're gonna to take our chances early. That's why they did game it. Game five. I liked what he said about this. That it, This isn't the Dodgers are playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers, and he said that they're playing solitaire. I think they're playing a game that they invented. They're playing a game that no one else really even understands the rules or what the point of the game is, that they're trying to win games by showing you, hey, look, we we can do this in such a different way than everyone else has gone about doing it. Check out how smart we are. Look at this. This is something you want to see openers? How about this? How about an opener in elimination game? How about an opener in game number one? How about an opener in game number four? That they're just changing the formula so drastically, but the point that I keep coming back to is Why? Game five, like you said, Al, makes perfect sense. It's all hands on deck. Let's make sure that Julio's in the game in the seventh inning so we don't have to worry about Knable or Gratterall. Okay, it makes sense. Game one, you didn't have to do that. The way that you managed after Scherzer went a little bit shorter than you thought, you could have handled that a little bit differently. Julio didn't have to come into the game at that point. You waited until the winning run was at second base before Kenley Jansen even came into the game. It, there, there were a whole bunch of things there that – were unnecessary, just just really deeply unnecessary. It doesn't mean that they're stupid. It doesn't mean that the math might go in your favor a couple of times, but it just seemed totally and completely unnecessary to do these things. All right, a couple things we're going to do when we come back. Uh, number one, we got a lot of Dodger fans that want to uh, react, so 877-710-ESPN. I think a few more people want to give their suggestion for the award show, so we could do that as well. Plus, um, LBJ, Coach Vogel was talking about LeBron yesterday mm. about – trying to play about 34 minutes a game would be ideal, which kind of surprised me a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about kind of what the expectations should be for LeBron this upcoming year. All that coming up next. Travis and Sleeva Show on 710 ESPN.